It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara roars away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning from Tabcorp Park Menangle. A few showers here this morning, but the sun is shining and it's even brighter with Jess Watkins and Fred Hastings <laughs> next to me. Welcome, guys. Hey, Paul. G'day, Paul. Freddy. It never rains on a race course. <laughs> Isn't it? Doesn't it feel safe having Freddie back in the building, Jess? It hey? feels good having him back, the we great bird man. Slip. We missed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> So what am I carried to warn it at uh, yeah, Hastings? Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. how it, we, we'll get yeah. it out the back line to point? We're going to throw it out to Gav Fitzpatrick as well, and he's going to toss it on to cover and get it back to the bowler. Welcome, Gav. Thanks. Welcome, Paul. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks mate, great to have you have you on the panel. Um, mate, you've been flying. Well, we really wanted to get you on the show because you, you won the big race in Newcastle the other night, Newcastle Cup, with, with Freddie's favourite horse, Zeus Bromack. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, Paul, it was a, a great win by Zeus, and... Um, yeah, I'm sure Freddie would have enjoyed watching it. I was cheering very loudly from <laughs> uh, home, but I have to ask you at the question, you were right off the track. Did you think you got there? There was only pretty much a nose in it. Did you think you arrived in time? Yeah, I did actually. I, I actually thought it was more than a nose, yeah. but um, it was just hard to line up because we were so wide apart. Yeah. Zeus is only little, so I had a fairly short cart, so it's hard to line the carts up and tasted like it's pretty long and... So that probably threw me out a bit, but yeah, I was. I thought I'd won. Yeah, it didn't look convincing where I was sitting. I must admit, I, I was <laughs> up. Uh, I was up in the in the restaurant area, so it's a pretty good view, but it's not square on. Uh, I, I thought you had it, but I I wasn't surprised by that margin. He might be a little horse, Gab, yeah. but his nose was importantly big enough on the on yeah. the night. Gee, tasty yeah, like no, Gave you something to chase. Yeah, no, nah, he's a he's a real up and coming horse. I he's think, come back good, hasn't he? Like, yeah, he, he good sort of went off the, the boil a little bit, but he's come back. Gav. Yeah, definitely. He, he was out for a fair while, and um, that was probably his first real big test against the big boys. And he showed he's going to be right up there with them. I tell you what, the, just at the table I was sitting at, um, and, and thanks to the Newcastle Club for being so so warm with the hospitality there uh, on Friday night. It was a great night. We'll get to that shortly, but. Um, the first thing I said was, I can't believe they let Zeus Bromack go around at $4.60 or something like that. I, I was stunned by that. He was massive odds, that's for sure. And Freddie had black booked him, I think, on the last show that we were on. So no doubt Freddie would have been cheering him home. But I was. Just echoing the, sh- sh- the thoughts there of Gav with Tasty Delight, I thought he was really impressive. It was really one of his first step-ups into the free-for-all grade and he definitely matched it with the big boys. Well, Tasty Delight look, may look like Nostradamus for a bit there because we were sitting around and I said, I just got this feeling Tasty Delight might go all right here. I said, Brian, Brian doesn't turn up with without having his horses good to go. Like, how did you mark it, Gav? Did you, like, obviously it was the three big guns at the top of the betting order and that's how it panned out with the trifecta. Did you sort of draw it up? Was That was your main challenge? Yeah, yeah. I play, um Tasted a light, plus the other two off the back row. Pete said so, and he's been flying and fast and furious. He, um, yep. not too fast, too serious, whatever. He, um, he went good the week before, and he raced in, in the Inter Dominion. But, um, yeah, I thought Tasted a light would find the front, but I was just wasn't sure how much work he would have to do. So, th- thankfully, he had to do a bit of work, and um, it sort of. Brought us into the race a bit, yeah. Well, mate, well done for going up there. I know that it's a new initiative, the, the three-week FebFest campaign that the Newcastle Club put on, and obviously the pinnacle of that is week three with the Newcastle Mile. So they really needed they needed some headline acts on, on night one to really big it up. Well done to you, Gav. Well done to Lucky Lodge for sending Pete's head. So obviously Brian took Tasty Delight, and there was you know some other great calibre horses that went round at Newcastle the other night. So it, it, it gave that race meet... Some real impetus, like a real beefy night. Good way to a kick really it off good feature. The Feb Fest. It was yeah. just a good start, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you must have been disappointed you didn't get a start in the Hunter Cup, I, I'd assume. Oh, uh, yeah. We actually pulled him out. Right, so okay. Out of the noms. So, yeah, I, he wouldn't have got a run anyway because Pete said so. He didn't get a run. And I think their form's fairly comparative, you know. So, um, yeah, I thought there was a couple of strange selections in that race, but. Um, 
in the end, it worked out good. I think. Your horse would have fired a shot, I reckon. The way that race took shape, I, I think Zeus Bromack would have been very prominent if, if given a start. Yeah, well, I think the way he went the other night, he would have. Obviously, it was a, it's another step up, but um, he just he went good the week before without going great. But he's just that kind of horse. He just needs racing. He hadn't. That was his first run since the Inters. So um, yeah, if it was on this week, it'd be good. Where do we go now with Zeus? Obviously, Carnival, and we know he won the free-for-all last year, but I guess you're eyeing off bigger fish this year, Miracle Mile. And will you consider, given that he's won at Newcastle only a week ago, will you go to the Miracle Mile through that channel or will you race him here in the other qualifiers? Yeah, uh, we're looking at going to Newcastle next week, Fred. Oh, yeah. gee, it's going to be a race. Uh, Some of the names uh, that have been tossed about for Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Well, it sounds like they're going to have to fit about 20 in the late <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get a run there. And um, and then if, if we don't win there, go come here the next week. Through the, the sprint, sprint series. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that sets up nicely for Newcastle Mile, doesn't it? My word. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, we'll, we'll get into the Newcastle Mile a little bit as, you know, as we get a little bit closer to it. Um, that was Carnival of Cups night at Newcastle. Uh, great to have Newcastle back in the rotation and the schedule of Carnival of Cups. As you said, it, the, the original plan was that Carnival of Cups might sit on Newcastle Mile night and the club, in their wisdom, said, look, you know, maybe let's, let's split them up and let's have... Let's, and then they said, well, and we offered them February 3, February 17 is the Newcastle Mile. And then the club said, well, let's make it three weeks. Let's call it Febfest. And what a great night it was. It, I, I just thought they did a great job and what a great launch pad for it. But speaking of Carnival of Cups, uh, let's, uh, let's get someone else on the line. Because we've got Paul Brown from the Albury Club on the line. Welcome, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Been sitting there, on, sitting there while we've been uh, waxing lyrical to Gav about his, uh, his great horse, Zeus Bromack. Um, Newcastle... Obviously, had their carnival of cups. Now the 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 program shifts to Albury, a little bit you know, close south of the south of us, where we are here. How's it all shaping up? Yeah, the, no, we're going along all right. Um, we've got uh, so two big finals will take place on Friday, and hopefully, get a good cup field and Trotters Cup field. I was there last year, and you put on a, a great event. And and one of the things I've said to clubs when we've talked about carnival of cups is. I really need you to view this as a community event, not a race meeting. So think of it as a community event because obviously one of the things we're trying to do in the in the racing landscape is continually bring new fold, new people to our product. Well, the racing community's pretty much exhausted. <laughs> they they come anyway. So what we're about is trying to bring new people to the fold. And one of the great things that you guys did last year, and I, I know that you'll replicate it and and do even better again, is you really put on great facilities for the kids and for families and uh parents parents could feel very safe that their kids were being very highly entertained out the back at your venue yeah <laughs> yeah no they uh steve bowen does the uh, entertainment there and we've got him again this year but we're going to actually move into the into the middle of the arena so on the track so we've also got a couple of um dance groups as well this year so it'll be a different mix and We've got one really good uh, Dinwans connection, which is a local Aboriginal dance group, and um, they do sort of share stories through dance, and it's a they're really big on connecting to the community. So it'll be quite good, I think, for people to see when you're there. And Hume Dance School, who are pretty well known in the area, they've got about four different troops dancing on the night, so it'll be a different sort of feel with the same sort of result hopefully yeah no the the nod to country and the respect that you guys give down there i certainly um you know i pat you on the back for that and applaud it you do it very well uh just a question on the dancing mate what's your specialty the nutbush macarena what have we got a little bit uh, of no, I've, got, <laughs> I've got three girls that'll be dancing so they do it all for me <laughs> <laughs> well just just wishes she could be there no doubt <laughs> I don't know about me hitting the dance floor, but I did see on your socials throughout the New Year's Eve meeting that it looked like an absolute party on course. Will we will we be expecting the same atmosphere again on Friday night? Oh yeah, look, I hope so. Like we had five and a half thousand New Year's Eve, and um, we tried it different with having Steve Bowen on the on the track, and just before the fireworks, it was unbelievable. Like parents were jumping the fence to dance, and look, it was great to see. It looked really good on social media and that, and. I do think this will um, – we're, we're like most other clubs in the Riverina. We're doing the free entry. So I think we'll get a lot more there because we had pretty good hit on New Year's Eve. Steve Bowen 
um, you've not, not, you've dropped his name a couple of times there, Paul. Just to give that some context, isn't he the deputy mayor or something like that? He's on yeah, council he is, or yeah, something yeah. like that. He's a dead yeah, he's lunatic, council. isn't he? He, has, he must drink oh, way yeah. more coffee and, than anyone else on the planet. He is absolutely buzzing. He's my kind of people. I'll <laughs> leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> What's, uh, he's, worth, he's worth seeing. He does it. He yeah. does a lot of. He does wanger out a cup and all that too. Like he, he's yeah. very good. The kids and the family love him, and he's just a, just pure entertainer. Paul, I've had a look at the uh, the weather forecast, and sometimes weather forecasters are like horse tipsters, and we, we get it wrong. But at the moment, it's looking pretty good for Friday. They're saying temps around 31 could reach in the daytime as high as 37, but it looks like you're going to be blessed with uh, some, some good weather. That certainly augurs well, not only for a good night, but plenty of thirsty patrons. I'm sure they'll be well looked after with the, uh, the amenities, the food, the, uh, the drink and the like. Yeah, they will. We've got a few food vans as well in... Um and look, we, we've had a bit of rain the last two weeks, which has been really good because the arena, it's a fair bit of grass area. It's actually really nice and green, so um, it should be terrific. You're an intriguing track, mate, because you um, – and, and we talked about this on the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast yesterday, um, and so with that lens on it, your race meeting doesn't necessarily get – like a lot of the other Riverina venues that we've seen through the Carnival Cups program, you don't – really get the Turnbulls and the, the Western, the Bathurst kind of contingent go. But what you get is the border hoppers, don't you? So you get the Victorians uh, come up. Do you expect that will happen again for, for the Cup? Yeah, I think so. Um, with a couple of the heats that were, were run the other day, so Willie Pike will probably be probably start favouring his final. So you'll have Lee Sutton come across, which you could probably bank in as a winner. And um, the other up to 48 here is won by um, Willie Rain, which is Bondi Lockdown's brother. And that's Damien Wilson. So there's sort of two finals there that could be taken straight out by Victorian. We saw Nathan Jack go there last year and an absolute fill-up on that night. Um, so the form line's there, isn't it? The precedent's been set. Yeah, and I think if Nathan, Nathan and Lee come, they've driven around the track a fair bit too. So it, um, it helps too when you know the Aubrey track. Wouldn't you love to have Zeus Bromack down there? I, I don't think... I've got Gav here. I don't think we can twist his arm enough, mate. But uh, you do attract a, a really good calibre. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it'd be good if Gav could bring him down the road. Just a highway <laughs> trip, one turn off. Um, but uh, it, it'd be great. Like, you know, it's good having the good horses race around there, Look, which every country club wants to try and get for their Carnival Cup. So mate, fingers we, crossed we get something like that coming. We can't let you go. You you are actually a listed driver in fantasy harness racing. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. How, how, are you, how are your mates dealing with that news? Oh, I'm, I'm higher ranked than a couple of them, so I think they're dirty on that. <laughs> that's, mate, that's with picking a team, but I, we're talking about you as a listed driver. How, are, you, are, you, are your mates giving you a bit of a G up to make sure that you get out and get a seat, go around the track, oh, no, get some points? I've turned mine out after last week, so this won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> How's your, you've, got a, you've got a very good horse in your, um, up your sleeve, uh, Mossman... Well, he's now back uh, with the owner, so he, yep. he was going good last time. And he, he, he's nominated with John Scott, um, and uh, he'll be going around Aubrey. He'll go all right. Um, and, yeah, I've got, I've got nothing. I had one in the heat, but it went no good. So I'll be just um, probably walking around with you. <laughs> Mate, well, you do a very good night there. And, uh, you know, if, if you're walking around with me, I think we'll be bumping shoulders with a lot of people because you get a good crowd. Uh, and, you know, as Jess said before, your New Year's Eve event was amazing. You, and you are the pinnacle. That that's the big kind of centerpiece night of the year for the club, isn't it? The the New Year's Eve function because you you put the fireworks on, you get good support from corporates and council there. It's it's the big event in town, isn't it? Yeah, and we, we had a bit of luck too because the big bash was on, so we had the Sydney Thunder and the Hobart Hurricanes there, and they had a function on course on New Year's Eve. So it, it was really good. Yeah, I believe a few of the because uh, you had Hobart and the. Thunder, I believe a few of the cricketers might have had a good time at that at that race night. Yeah, they did. Yeah, no, they um they were there when we we're cleaning up, so they had a real good night. <laughs> that's always a good sign, and my background in cricket tells me that's not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's uh, look, the, there's been a commitment made to that big bash game in Albury for a few years, and obviously it's going to coincide with the race night as well. So that's a really good sign for the race program going forward and also the, the bank balance too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, look, the the cricket itself, um, 
the time it finishes if uh, if they don't all um, stay in. It, uh, it works in really good with our time to start racing. So they want something to do at the end of the night as well, the cricketers. So they got a marquee there and they're hoping to do it again for the next few years. So we'll, we'll work in with them any way we can. Yeah, absolutely. You did it really well, mate. Um, I will, uh, as you said, you'll be walking around with me on Friday night. Um, so... Can't wait to get down there to Albury Cup again. It's a it's a fantastic night. Should be should be great. Uh, be keeping an eye on it too, won't you, Jess? Because you want the double points in the fantasy harness racing I game. I definitely do. I'm chasing <laughs> as many points as I can. <laughs> we all are. You on that one off, Freddie? Uh, always, because um, I slipped down the rankings last. We'll talk about fantasy harness racing soon. But I did slip down the rankings forty places, so I wasn't very happy. We will. Do you get any mail, do you get any feedback on that, Gav? Because you you managed to get the the double points yeah. for anyone who owned I, you. Yeah. No, I didn't. I I don't know how many people got me at the moment. I, my value is a bit high. I think, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I think you, I think you justified the price tag if you're jagging if you're jagging the twenty points uh, in one race. So, um, Brandy, good luck with the race, mate. Mate, we'll, we'll see you in a few days. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, no doubt it will be. Um, a-plus, as always, there at, uh, at Albury. All right, no, thanks. Thanks for having us, guys. Good luck. Good days. This is the best day! Jess has just <laughs> jumped out of a chair. Be careful. These chairs break. We've, got, we've shown that over, over previous episodes, or maybe just the one. Well, That's why I didn't turn up last week. The, week. the first week, you dropped your pen. The second week, your chair fell apart. I wasn't going to come here last week. Pen. I thought you were about to say pants. Not that type of show. G-rated, please. Yeah. Hey, the best thing we saw this week, um, I, I'll get in a, I, I've kind of already planted the seed a little bit on mine. Like, I, I thought that Newcastle did an amazing job with, with what they did. Um, I, I'll go into that a little bit more, but you've got, you're going to Newcastle with yours, Jess. I am going to Newcastle as well. And it was the training double by Lily Hosking. She does a great job with her team up there based at Maitland. And she won with Captain Dorian in Casual River. And I thought Captain Dorian had really been knocking on the door it's flying, for a win. Jess. Yeah. He was. He was the bridesmaid here for his last three starts mm. at Menangle. And Back there to Newcastle, great, and he delivered. Um, and money for Team Teal, obviously, that, that goes yeah, along with that too. that's right. And Grace Pinella drove Captain Dorian, so that would have been a $400 yeah, donation as the ambassador and then yep. 200 for Lily's training win. Imagine if Pete said so had have won the feature, if some bloke hadn't have denied him the chance to win that. Imagine <laughs> the money that would have gone into Team Teal with that, eh? That's right. What have you done, Gav? Oh, you can't hey? win, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Racing, there's always a loser. No matter so yeah. Even if you win, the there's always a loser. Uh, can't please everyone. Yeah. Hey, Newcastle was just um, – was really good. Brad Elder did had a great night there. He had a training driving double on that Newcastle program. Robbie drove one for him as well. And and Brad, so Brad had a winner here at Newcastle. Uh, sorry, at Menangle on Saturday night too. So he's he's going really well, Brad. And you he know, trained a, third as well in that Waratah yeah. final. So he had a big night out. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Calligan had a driving double in Newcastle on that program as well. Now that Newcastle night. Beautiful night when it gave. It just mm. had that nice feel to it. I, I think it's a great track to, if you want to go for a night out, because you're so close to the action there at Newcastle. It's got a bit of a shallow depth to it, so it always feels like it's busy as well. Uh, they had a band on. I know that, that that was quite close to the stables, so we just navigate our way around <laughs> the noise and, and how the horses respond. They weren't in a dancing mood, the horses, <laughs> I'm, I'm led to believe. But the band was great. But the mini trotters... They absolutely brought the house down. I was sitting there just in a conversation with some of the committee members of the Newcastle Club and we all kind of were, what's going on? And we realised there was a, a mini trotter that was the length of the straight in front and this mini trotter was dead set coming to a stop and everything was catching it in a hurry. Mini moo. And the whole crowd was giving it energy and it got there just so it was a photo finish. It was one of the handicap races that Daryl Jackson had put on. He they did a great job there with the mini trotters. I was very fortunate and privileged to get out and actually hand the trophies out to the kids, and they they do a great job, and it was a great night on track. Really well done, Newcastle Club. That's the best thing I saw. What about you, Fred? I was really taken by the win of BD Joe here at Menangle on Saturday night. First up for about eight weeks, uh, sat parked and clocked 150.6, but got up the lane in 26.9. That last half, 53.9, 
uh, sitting parked. I just thought it was a terrific performance. Tim Williams, uh, of course, he sat behind some great horses over the years uh, when he was linked to the Purdens. Um, and I just thought BD Joe is going to be a horse to watch. Really announced himself as a serious carnival horse on Saturday night with that uh, with that performance. What do you think of BD Joe, Gaff? Oh, I wasn't happy with it. He beat me. <laughs> but, uh, no, he went terrific. He went mm. terrific. Yeah, he... Um, He's a sort of a class horse. He's raced all the good ones over in New Zealand, but and um, he just he really toughed it out because I thought on the turn he wasn't travelling that well. But then I think Tim well, was, it, it it appeared that yeah, way to me. It looked yeah. like he was under pressure, and he seemed to find a gear once yeah. they they start, started coming at him. And you were only beaten about a metre and a half, so yeah. you weren't that far from him. Your horse went enormous. Jok, he's a good little horse. He tries his guts out. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's um, I actually think he's. He can be better than that, but uh, hopefully he's on the right track. But we were still really wrapped with his run, yeah. It's the best thing you saw this week, mate. Well, yeah, going on from Freddie, really, probably the, the Kiwi invasion, I suppose, that an angle's really marked the start of the carnival, really. Um, with COVID, we haven't had many sort of Kiwi visitors the last two or three years, so yeah, great I think it's scene, really yeah. going to add yeah. to the mm, carnival, especially the chariots, I think, with Repu- Republican Party and Captain Ravishing, so... I think that'll be a good clash. We obviously want to win every race. If we had to cop someone other than the New South Wales mob winning, what would we cop better, the Kiwis or the Victorians? Victorians. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, I love our Victorian friends, so I'm going to stick with Gav. I'll, I'll jump on board. We love the Kiwis too. They're good yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, like, but you're yeah. right, Gav. Like that, that felt like a, 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 the start of what we're about to see. Mm the really unravelling of, of carnival time, you know, and marry that up with what you guys delivered in Newcastle and it feels like it's gone up a notch. And it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially that weekend of the 17th, 18th, Newcastle Mile Friday uh, into Chariots on the 18th. Like, that's just going to be a phenomenal weekend of racing. Absolutely. All right, well, speaking of the Kiwi invasion, Republican Party, um, so a winner for Cran and, and Carter Delgetti in the Honda Grattan Stakes, just pretty good, eh? Yeah, he was very impressive. Carter was able to lead from barrier five and from there he really dictated terms out in front and was just too strong. I, I spoke to Carter on su- uh, Sunday morning on radio, at Sky Sports Radio, and um, he said the horse is a very, very chilled and relaxed. Now, speaking of chilled and relaxed, I don't think they come more chilled and relaxed than Carter Dalgetty, quite frankly. <laughs> but the horse was really, he said, super chill. Um, and again, first up for a couple of months, and he said this horse will get better. Um, he did concede that a horse like Captain Ravishing is going to be you know, pretty hard to, to mm. beat given his performance. But he said his horse, even though it went 52-4 the other day, he does believe his horse can go quicker uh, because he said there was no pressure mid-race in that race. He got away with a cheap um, second quarter. Um, a second split was 30 and 4. He expected a lot more pressure f- uh, for his horse. Because it didn't come, he didn't knock him about. He just wanted to get him through. And um, he said you'll see a better horse coming into uh, the chariots. Yeah, he's a good kid, Carter. I saw on his social media the other day too, he had a photo of of a now and then kind of photo. He had himself as a young tacker getting a photo with a driver. And now he's the driver and people getting photos with him and saying how good's racing, you know. And um, yeah, good. Yeah, he's certainly progressing through the ranks. Great Great to have the best of the best here in our backyard, and that's only going to only going to get better. Um, speaking of Kiwis, although we call him our own, uh, Jack Trainer. So he wasn't even here Saturday night, but he still made his mark on that program. Jess, he had a training treble. Now Josh Gallagher drove two of them. Jack Brown was the other one. Yeah, Jack had a great training night here, even though he was down driving in the Hunter Cup in Victoria. And I know Jack Brown, Julie Henman and Ashley Hart held the fort here for him and they definitely delivered with the stable. He were in second in the Hunter Cup too, he so did. it was a big night it, He did. Jack. Brother Blake, uh, training driving win with he better step aside. Yeah, no, he went great. He's um, done a great job with him because he's had a lot of problems over the last couple of years and... Um, yeah, no, he loves those 2300s where he can just sit back and come with one run. He's very similar to, um, wow, he's a rock star. And yeah, he, he went really good. Friend of the show too, eh? Blake, yeah. He Gee. was on in our first season. First season, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get your dad on. Yeah. Too, and then we can complete the, the trilogy. Um, oh, he had a galloper go around yesterday too. I backed it. Did really one. well. Well done, Blake. Yeah. We, we've talked, remember when, we, when Blake was on the show, we talked about him being, being dual licensed. Um, so, yeah. 
What about you? you any any plans to foray, or you're quite happy to stick with the strength and stay with harness racing? Yeah, no, no plans. Good on your I son. I can't sit on. Stick with it. <laughs> nah, well done. Um, we we talked um, on the show around. We we thought with with the with Cam and Jack and Jack and Luke all going to Victoria, that was going to create opportunities, Jess, for other people. And one of those people who seized the, seized the moment, took the opportunity, was Will Rickson. He had a really good week. Um, so he had winners here at Menangle on Tuesday and on Saturday. So he had a good week. He had a very good week. He drove Heavenly Bell here for Martin Herbert on Tuesday and I thought it was a really commanding winner and then Western style for Chris Judd and I know the boys were pretty excited with the victory as they came back into scale on Saturday night. And we talked about if Brad Hewitt brings horses to town, Fred, then you should probably take notice and take them very seriously. Well, he turned up with two good ones, and they won like two good things. Yeah, look, he's a he's a very serious horse trainer, um, Brad, and he, he drives them well as well. But he's always got good, he's always got one or two really good horses in his barn, and uh, that was no different uh, to what we've seen. And and we'll see him to the fore again through the carnival. He, he probably hasn't maybe quite got a, a, a top-notch carnival horse, but he's going to be around the mark with, with some of the other races, the support races. Really good trainer and a good fella too. We saw him prominent through that Breeders' Challenge series with some of those ones he's got. And, you know, obviously, Jared Croker, we, we speak about and we've spoken to a few times, and he's made it very clear that they're consistently looking for good horses and Brad's, his, you know, Brad's in that syndicate mm-hmm. and Brad's his go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that, could, that could build quickly for those guys. Uh, when Brad comes to town, Gav, I, I'd imagine you'd say, all right, there's probably some, some good options here. Oh, for sure. You know when Brad brings them here, they're ready to go. And, yeah, and he, he, you know, he always has quality in his stable. So, you know, he know, you know if they're not going to reach the mark here, he won't keep them here. So, you know, he, um, he does a really good job and... Yeah, I, I think I don't know where his nice two-year-old is, Captain Snock, Captain's but knock, he looks yeah. a real horse. He looks quality, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Freddie, l- last year we talked a bit about Wave the Bill and mm-hmm. um, and we sort of – Wave the Bill was almost marked as unbeatable a little bit towards the end and then he started getting a bit naughty on track and he galloped a couple of times in the score up and uh, – They've tinkered with the hopple. Yeah, well, they free-legged him when yeah. he first came out, and he, he blitzed the field here one day free-legged, and then he just seemed to uh, lose his way a bit. But yeah. on back. go the hopples and look at him go. Yeah, he's back. Good. Yeah. It's it's really good, obviously. And you, you go through the the history of runs for Wave the Bill, and you can see consistent experimentation of just trying yeah. to get this horse right. Uh, is that's that, part of the battle, isn't yeah. it? Is that, yeah. is that unusual, Gav? Like to oh, no, well... It's not no like um, when he first come waved the bill he w- he was so impressive unhobbled that I'm sure Robbie was reluctant to probably put him back on but then when he galloped and um, twice I suppose, twice yeah, <laughs> yeah he had to but yeah horse you know sometimes you just gotta try these things and you know short term pain for long term gain I suppose yeah so, yeah but uh, he seems to be back on seems track. to be back yeah I mean that's back to back wins now so. One of the great examples of short-term pain was when Avanova, uh, who ended up becoming a top uh, free-for-all horse, particularly in Queensland. Remember, he came down here and he, he was running around uh, without the hopples and he was going, he, he sort of transitioned into a nice horse. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was experimental at that particular first few runs and it, it went on to just be an outstanding uh, free-for-aller. Um, so I guess you just got to play around, uh, yeah. uh, try and get them right and tinker with gear and... Yep. There's no more, I guess, bigger tinker than. Uh, well, they say there is one. That's the the ultimate gear change, <laughs> as they refer to it. But uh, uh, in terms of uh, race gear, certainly the hopples is probably taking them off is one of the biggest, or putting them back on. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I think you see more of it now here at Menangle. Probably the track suits horses can get around better unhobbled. Um, yeah, but you, you're seeing a few more of them now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well on Lucky Lodge for getting wave the builder almost. Turn the corner again, you know. That's a that's a good training performance, and um, yeah, well done to, to the guys there. So we raced at Penrith on Thursday night, of course. Uh, we, we saw winners for Will Rickson, Josh Gallier, and and uh, Jack Calligan all had good winners there. Uh, Wagga, we raced at Wagga on Tuesday. 
because of fantasy harness racing, some of these Wagga meetings tend to have gone under the radar a little bit because people are paying attention to other race meetings. But Wagga did happen Tuesday, and I just want to remind people, anyone who's got Jackson Painting in their team and a little bit a uh, little bit disappointed with how Jacko's gone in the game sense, he is killing it when it comes to other race meetings that aren't part of the game. So he's doing really well. Now, he had he had a, a double at Wagga on Tuesday. So, so did Scotty Hewitt there. So... Um, his time's coming. We talked about that on the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast yesterday. When we get back to Wagga, take Jackson Painting very seriously, I would have thought. Um, Taylor Osmond is another one in the River Arena who's been doing really well. One of our team Teal ambassadors, Jess. So she had a double at Canberra on Sunday. And a, and a name that doesn't normally tend to take the headlines, but Seton Grimer. Like, we see him do well, quite well at, at Penrith every now and again. Well, he went to Bathurst on Wednesday and and he was the shining light on that program. He had a double there. He did. He had a massive day on Wednesday. I know he was out here at the trials and then would have headed up to Bathurst and he had a really, really good night out. And I thought Art Tudor was really impressive. And then again on Saturday night when he just got beat on the quick backup. Yeah, well done, Seton. So Phoebe Betts, uh, she had a good week as well. She had a winner at Bathurst on Wednesday. She had one at Blaney on, on Sunday as well. And speaking of Blaney, Amanda Turnbull and Maddie Rue turned up and went whack there. They both got doubles. So, um, you know, not not unusual. But I, I did see a tweet from Blake Jones and he said that uh, Maddie Rue has absolutely got them flying. So, uh, one to take notice of, Jess. Yeah, definitely. You uh, have to consider him for your fantasy team if you haven't already got Maddie in there. Being a reminder, Maddie Rue is our logo. So, we've got to keep pumping his tires. <laughs> That's right. That's picture, right. Picture of Maddie Rue. So, um, yeah, well done to everyone. He's had a good week. I'm sure there's, uh, there's great racing ahead of us. So, yeah, we love being able to talk about these these achievements and give people the opportunity to, to have a little moment on this podcast. So, you know, that's the idea. All right, well, Team Teal's up and about, Jess, and it's been a, a really good start to this campaign. It's such a, an important cause. We had Karen Livingston on the show last week and, and she gave us some of the real hard truths around women's health and why Team Teal exists and why their organisation exists and you know, and certainly is very appreciative of the support that harness racing provides to that industry. Yeah, we know that harness racing will always get behind a really important cause. And when you heard Karen last week just say the stats, the survival stats and how terrible they are, it really puts things into perspective. So it's great to see Team Till here in New South Wales get off to such a promising start. And hopefully it's an indication of things to come for the next few weeks. They were alarming, those stats, weren't they? They, Yeah, they Four, really were. She said 49% survival rate. Just horrific. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you come up against a – you must be – you don't like losing on track, Gav, but I reckon when you get beaten by t- by one of those teal colours, you, there's a little bit of, oh, okay, at least, the, at least it's going to a good course. Yeah, <laughs> when you sit back and think of it, you do at the time. You, but, um, yeah, no, it is. It's a great cause and, um, yeah, the more we can do for, um, yeah, these terrible diseases, try and – try and help prevent them and uh, research into them the better. And, um, yeah, I know I think Harness Racing is a great leader in it. You know, we saw last year, I think, uh, with the pink pants with the guys too. And yep, yep, pacing and in pink. Pacing yep. for pink. And, um, yeah, it's sort of getting bigger and bigger every year, which is great, yeah. Already up to $7,000. Ah. So, fantastic. Awesome we, as we, in as a we week. Heard from, in a week. Yeah. yeah. As we heard from Karen, the money goes to a to a really good cause. Um, so, and our ambassadors do such a great job. You know, uh, I've seen Amanda Turnbull's amazing. She she just there's no fanfare about Amanda, but she's been wearing the team teal colours. She's been wearing the fantasy harness racing colours. She just gets in and is happy to support things. Um, Grace Panella was. Uh, Really excited to be back in those Team Teal colours at Newcastle on Friday night. And she had a winner on that program as well. She almost got a second winner, which would have been good coin into the into the kitty. So we're going to see it again here at Menangle this afternoon. Robbie Robbie had a good week and because he drives for Lucky Lodge and Kerry Ann's one of the ambassadors, when Robbie drives, Kerry he's, he's yeah. got the metre running on, on the Team Teal account too. So... Yeah, well done to everyone who's been involved. Taylor Osmond's another one that we should mention. We did mm-hmm. mention that Taylor Osmond had a had a double at Canberra, but that's money money into the it's kitty money. Yeah, every time as a first time ambassador. All right, so we've mentioned fantasy harness racing a few times. How's your team going, guys? Good. I had a I had a good week. I think I came into the low three hundred, so yeah. I, w- I was happy with that. Considering I started seven hundred and something Who, after the first who's week. Who's your MVP for the week? 
Uh, Robbie Morris. He yeah. was my captain and, yeah, he definitely lived up to MVP standard. Yeah, nice. I, I went 101 down to 141. Not too I, bad. A tac- oh, tactical blunder. Big, like I, look, I, all I'm going to say, anyone that's playing this game, fantasy harness racing, you must be diligent and hands up I was. And I've got a bit going on at the moment in the private life, so uh, a bit of moving and packing and moving house and cleaning house and whatever. So I wasn't really concentrating You've got to be across where drivers are going to be and make the trades as appropriate. I, I don't know where I was, what I was thinking on Monday or Tuesday, but I didn't. Uh, I, I kept Cam in my team and Luke in my team. Well, guess where they were on Saturday night? They were driving interstate. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've got to be really across yet where your where your drivers are. Make the trades as appropriate for when they're out. Go through suspensions. Make sure you're not keeping a, a player in that's suspended. Um, and, and no doubt that's what the heavy hitters at the top, you know, the top four in the in the whole game, the top four, Gav, um, <laughs> one to four, number four, the commissioner, oh, that's, no. what they're, yeah, that's, right. what, that's what they're doing and with great effect. Yeah. I reckon anyone who's sitting 11th is happy to see me in the top 10 because I know I can't, I can't win. <laughs> so if you're 11th, well but there's not many points, is there? Between no, so, no. so explain although our leader's cleared out a bit, yes, he has. Yeah, Troy McDonald's cleared out a bit, he's had a couple of good weeks, so yeah. he's just well, right he's been in front it. from the first week, yeah. Troy, yeah, he has, yeah, he's and he's cleared out, he's about 80 points in front, so okay. Um, but you know, we're about to come into this, like, we've got double points, you know, as we mentioned, like Gav Drive, anyone who had Gav in their team picked up 20 points from driving Zeus Bromack the other night. Yeah, to a victory, you know. Um, Brian Portelli's five points became ten in that race, and that's going to happen in Albury this week. So there's reason to to really zero in on that Albury Cup and try and go after that big number. But then we then we get into the Newcastle Mile. Then it starts to me. It starts to get really interesting. The Newcastle Mile is worth triple points. So mm. Freddie, that that gap that you're talking about trying to close, like if you can nail that. That's going to happen real quick. Yeah, triple points. Well, 1pm cut-off time today to make your trades. And again, I just urge everyone to yeah. really have a good look at what fields have been published already. I know it's a bit harder sometimes when the some of the, the later week fields aren't out. But, you know, you can work off Penrith. You know Menangle's um, uh, out. So there's a couple. Uh, obviously, uh, Parks. Parks? Yeah, oh, yeah Parks, Parks is going to be interesting. So, you know, there's a few fields already out. And you've got uh, – and, of course, today's meeting. So you've got uh, um, a better – an hour or so, a bit over an hour to get your trades done. Do you think we, – we talked about this in the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast yesterday. Yep. Do you think Parks is a different a different beast to Bathurst? Absolutely. It brings – it makes um, more drivers more relevant? Yeah, I, I think I think going forward, some of these uh, smaller tracks where sometimes the bigger teams or bigger stables aren't necessarily going to race there – uh, those sort of things come into calculations, and that's where you need to look where your trades are in terms of, you know, do you, have you got someone in your Western team, for example, that's a very highly priced candidate, and do you, you've got, you might be able to make a trade for someone who's a, a lesser cost but has a good book of drives. Mm. And there's, there's a few examples of that on, uh, on, on Wednesday. Um, I, I know I've, I've thrown uh, Olivia Frisbee into the mix because I think she's got, I think I saw she's got four. Yep. Or drives, I think. So uh, little changes like that. Um, and that point of difference can be what gets, you know, gets absolutely. you up the leaderboard. Yeah, I mean, so a few things that uh, Tommy's, Tommy's our, our numbers man on in the fantasy game. And yep. um, he had some really interesting things that he noticed in the field. So no, no drives for Jack Callaghan mm. uh, here at Menangle on Tuesday, for example. Um <coughs> The quantity of drives for Luke is low, but the quality seems pretty high. Like he's probably got some really good chances on Saturday night, Gav. You know he's, you know, and, yeah. and when Luke turns up on a Saturday night, you know that he's got some good chances. Yeah, I think uh, January, February, March, you just put Luke in. Luke's yeah. time. Got to be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I um, think one as well that I've said from the start was Mark Pitt. He's in that Riverina region there, and. I think he is quite expensive. I think he might be over the million-dollar mark, but looking towards the chariots on Captain Ravishing and triple points available there being a group one, I think he's one that you'd seriously have to consider. Yeah, and, and given that we've parked him in the Riverina and you can have him mm-hmm. and you can still have your, your cake and eat it too in the Metro, that's, that's going to be interesting. Have you heard many, many conversations around the fantasy game, Gaff? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like it. That was Sean, the idea. Sean and Lucas, there's plenty of banter between them two over it. 
Yeah, Sean Grayling. Sean Grayling's right into it. And he's, yeah. I tell you what, he doesn't have many drives, but when he drives, he's yeah. been jagging winners. Yeah. He's been a good pickup if anyone managed to, to get Sean in their team. Yeah, yeah, he's had a good run lately, especially with the trotter here um, on the Tuesdays. But, um, yeah, he, he, him and Lucas, they're always saying where they're, where they're at. And, um, <laughs> Do you play? Have you got a team? No, I, I actually don't. Yeah, but, I know Lucas loves it. Yeah, He's, Lucas uh, loves it. Lucas. Yeah. I mean, I had him in my team. He was getting talked about <laughs> early as one of the real bargains of the yeah, game, and, and I think his time will come. You know. What was he, Paul? 235 or 275? I had him in initially, but um, just with the carnival, I've, I've moved him around. But yeah, uh, yeah. He, he'll come back because he's, he's just getting – hasn't he, his confidence just grown, Gav? You, you see yeah. him every day. Yeah. Yeah, he's – He's come ahead in leaps and bounds. Yeah, he has. He's um, he's really keen, always willing to learn. And um, I think at the start he's a bit too hard on himself, but um, he's um, probably and looked into things too much, like overthinking. Yeah, you got to do the form and that, but I think you can do it too much. And he's relaxed all that a bit, and he's he's really improved. And um, yeah, if he can get the opportunities, I think he'll. Yeah, he'll really go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, one o'clock's the lockout for fantasy harness racing. Um, so make sure you get in and get that that sorted. By the time a lot of people listen to this podcast, that that deadline's passed. But it's a it's a cautionary tale. Lock in. <laughs> yeah. Keep one o'clock on Tuesdays in mind for for future weeks because that is your lockout time. And uh, I've certainly been the bullet sweater <laughs> with with the last sixty seconds at times over the past few weeks because of this podcast, and it's no fun. Trust me. So get in and get your trades done uh, done as early as possible. All right. Well, last week we had Michael Dumasey on the show, Jess. Uh, he, it, we've talked a lot about what he's achieved and what he's managed to to drive from a fundraising and, and awareness perspective with the flood relief campaign through towns ravaged by the floods a few months ago, uh, Yagara, Cowra, Forbes, those towns. Um they had an auction. Remember, we talked to Michael about yeah. the the auction. I tell you what, they generated some some kanga out some of that auction. Really exciting merch was on offer yeah. as well for sports fans. So he rang me this morning, and he thinks with the with the driver um, pledges and that that's gone on, and all the different forms of money, they're up in the vicinity of about seventy thousand. Wow, that's amazing! Fantastic. Like, so some of the things like they had um, footy jerseys and experiences and. Yeah, Nathan Lyon, for example, donated his one of his fully signed by the whole squad of the Australian cricket team, for example. So it went for uh, what three thousand three hundred dollars. So yeah. someone, and that's a bit of a ballpark around some of the the jerseys. I think uh, what three and a half grand for a West Tigers jersey. Obviously, got the feeling that there's better times ahead for him. <laughs> well, that's uh, you live in hope. <laughs> So, <laughs> what is what if you got the Cam uh, yeah, Murray? Cam, he Cameron was very Murray. generous. So, where are we? So, Cameron Cam, Murray's game worn grand final yep. jersey, three thousand one hundred dollars. good! Yeah. yeah, went for so that type of money was getting thrown around for these things, and you know, um, Jared Croker is one name that's been thrown around. Someone who got really, really proactive in yep. getting on the phone to his mates and saying, "Can you donate something?" and 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 it wasn't a question. Guys just got in yeah. and donated stuff. How good's that's, that's how good's great. The, the the sporting industry in in opening up their hearts at times. Spirit, like great yeah. spirit. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I want to hear uh, Jack Whiten's Australian World Cup training shirt. Um, wrestle to run wrestle. Yeah. That's topical at the moment. Uh, Signed by Latrell. <laughs> so someone someone paid eighteen hundred bucks for that. So it's probably worth twenty eight now. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, fantastic Good so stuff. Well done to all those that got in because that's that's a great and well done, well done, Mickey boy. Everything man. you've done, and I know it. I know it doesn't stop there. So well done. All right, Gav, great to have you on the show, mate. Um, we group one, Gav gets thrown around it and a bit. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think you've earned it. What are you up to? About eighteen or so group one. Eighteen. Or yeah, I, I don't know. I, they got me mixed up with Gavin Lang. I think. <laughs> I, I think Jack Trainer might have started it, but. Um, yeah, no, it's been a good run, so I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Been good to you this sport? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. Obviously, you have your days with like anything, but um, yeah, you don't see it as a job really. It's more just you know a lifestyle, and um, 
yeah, just enjoy working with the horses. Was there ever anything else on the radar that, that could have been what your life looked like? I mean, so you, your dad's pictures there in the Hall of Fame, only, only 50 metres behind us there, here at Menangle, so was, the pedigree's strong. Was there ever anything else on the radar? Not, no, not really, no. Um, we lived at Condal Park originally, and um, then when we moved out, I think I was about 11 to Cordor, it was once we moved there, we sort of had to be a bit more hands-on with the horses, and um, from then on, we just, I suppose, the bug bit, and yeah. I did want to be a race caller at one stage. Oh. <laughs> you, you have to when, come up and do some kid. trials. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so is there, is there, like, you know, old VHS tapes kicking around of your young Gaff Fitzpatrick plying his trade, and... Yeah, like jump round the ten. No. no, there wasn't. No, I just did it by myself. Good on you. Yeah, I think I think every race caller at some point starts yeah. off calling phantom calls yeah. or 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 calling you know into a, a tape recorder on their own. So you, you're no different to to just about every race caller I know. Do you yeah, reckon you're yeah. any good? No, I don't. I don't know. No one else heard. I made sure no one. Else oh, heard. oh, really? Bedroom door closed. <laughs> Pillows covering up the, the, the soundproof. Soundproof. Um, so what was it, mate? Was it gallops? Was it was it always trotters or yeah, just yeah? trots? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, just always. I've never really had a great interest in the gallops. Yeah, you know, I like watching the feature races and that, mm. but um, it's always harness race. Yeah. And throughout your career, we've said you've driven eighteen Group One winners, over fifteen point six million dollars in stakes. If you had to pinpoint just one win, which would you say is your most memorable? Oh, I'd have to say. That uh, Lombo Pocket Watch Breeders Crown two year old final, yeah. He was uh, he drew inside the back row and he um, ended up three fence. And Blake actually led on our other horse, Lombo Mandingo. And then he decided to hand up mid race, so put me four fence. So, um, and then, um, yeah, I got um, held up. He got out on the turn, I was way off him, and the way he sprinted up the straight was unbelievable. And he like, he won running away in the end. And you could actually – never felt it before. You could hear the crowd, like, the roaring and that. Like, it was just that good a win. So when you're parked like that, you know you've got a handful of horse. At what point do you go, gee, this horse is going well. I, I am going to win this despite everything else around me. Or, or do you go, okay, the horse is flying, but I need to play my part here as well. Yeah, well, I was thinking that for a fair way. Yeah. But, yeah, when I got out, I got out onto Lively Exits back. It was a good horse from here. And when I got out, I actually locked wheels. So I lost more momentum. So to do what he did was probably when I got out, I thought he could he'd win, yeah. Just based on your record with Group 1s, I I'd, I'd think I'd be right in saying that Lombo Pocket Watch is, your, is, is the best horse you've driven. But let's let's go the other side of the coin and, and say, okay, we've established how good he was and, and why he is your bet. But if you had to come up with another horse, and you've driven some, you know, plenty of great ones, what's one other horse? Maybe not with the profile that Lombo had. I've got to say, uh, a horse called Smooth Cruiser, he was a very good horse. Yep. He made um, two Inter-Dominion finals. and was actually un- unlucky in both not to... Uh, Finishing the money, not saying blacks are fake, one and both, yeah. but um, he had no luck in the finals and he ran third in the Miracle Mile, I think third in the Victoria Cup. He he was just really good horse who was so strong, yeah. Yeah. And, and in terms of, uh, you know, we've talked about the best horses you've driven, but what, what about a favourite, a uh, favourite horse? Yeah, I've got to say probably make me smile. Okay. He was a, he was a um why why is that? Well, he was family owned. Right. He was a great horse to us. We had him from day 1 and um yeah, he was just a, and he had just ex- electric gate speed. He'd cross him from anywhere at Harold Park and so he was a far and I'd have to throw Rowan home into. He was a good horse. He was such a beautiful he, horse too. He ran second. Uh, did he run a place here? He won a, I think he won a Renshaw Cup. I think, yep. but did he run a race here when smoking up went the one yeah. broke the one fifty for the first time? Yeah, he ran second. Run yeah. second, yeah. And yeah. He won a Newcastle Mile. Newcastle Mile, yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you look at? I mean, obviously you've been in the system for a long time, mate. And we've got 
you know, there comes a point where these young punks come through, and we've talked about it a few times on this show, that the, the new wave is so exciting, and they're so good, and so and they, they seem to have no fear on the track as well. Uh, you must look at that, that group and think, all right, there's the next generation, but hold your farm a little bit, boys, because uh, I've got some runs on the board here too. Like, how are you viewing what's ahead? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. The, the young talent's incredible coming through, and... It's just driving has changed probably in the last five years so much it's you can't believe, you know. They um they're so aggressive, the young drivers now. They really you know, you know you're gonna be in a genuine run race and they're not afraid if you're in front to put the pressure on, you know, and as you said, they're fearless really. Is that their point but of difference? Is that what makes them so good, do you think? Oh yeah, I th- I think so. I think they just they let them run, you know. They don't it suits Especially racing here probably suits mile racing where, you know, I think a lot of these young guys now, they grow up, we can watch all the racing from America and that now. Mm. They grow up idolising the drivers. And now Todd, Dexter and Andy are there, you know, they're, they're their idols and that. And it's it's become very Americanised the racing here now. And um, But, yeah, you get out there and a lot of times I look out there and I thought, geez, I'm the oldest driver here. <laughs> At 40, I might point out. Gee, what? I'd love to be 40 again. (laughs) So what's the, like, do you feel like the best is still to come? Or how are you you viewing what's ahead? Oh. You know, given given how much great stuff you've already done. Well, I think, I think the best can be yet to come. But I think I've got to adjust. You know, I think I've adjusted, but I've still got a fair way to go. You've got to adjust. Because it's changed so much, you know. But I think you've got to be careful you don't get left behind. So um, it's not easy to do when you've driven for over 20 years. So or what, it, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by adjust? Well, your driving styles and yep. how you drive them and that. And um, just racing's changed. So you've got to move ahead. I, when I started, you were taught to you'd go to Bulleye and go a half in seven or that mm. and you were told don't kick and let the one behind out, you know. But now they're cutting loose at the... They're running 26, <laughs> yeah. 20, 26 yeah. third, third quarters. quarters. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, all, and, you know, the hor- I suppose the horses change. It's a different, you know, they're a lot faster than that now. But, um, yeah, so you just, I suppose, got to evolve. And It sounds, yeah. like, um, sounds like the evolution of cricket a little bit. You know, it was always... Knock the shine off the ball, and now you just see blokes going yeah. out and trying to hit sixes from ball one. It, it, yeah. Is there a is there a synergy there, like a parallel, almost in that in the way of thinking? Like we've just become, we're just pushing the pushing the boundaries so much in, in what's possible. Yeah, for sure. I think we're we're pushing the boundaries with the horse. Like, um, you know, you you you've just got to be so fit now to even go and come to the trials. Mm. I remember we used to go to the trials, and you. You'd give them a couple of real quiet ones and, you know, they'd be... Now we've got to probably give them another two or three weeks more work to have them ready for the trials than what we used to. So, yeah, the training's changed too. You, you just mentioned evolution of, of, a, of a sport. You touched on cricket and, and the parallels with... Hunt. I don't think there's been... And if you, get, if you have a real good think about the evolution of harness racing from where we were even maybe... 25 years ago to where we are now things like the race gigs no running rail faster better designed tracks the breeding influences um, there's so many other aspects of our sport that has changed dramatically in that time um, you know more mobile racing as opposed to stand racing we've also seen the I guess in some levels the evolution of the trotter so I think if you go through sport for sport our sport has really evolved into a totally different beast um, from where it was 25 years ago. Just with those those few little changes, you know, that that, you know, that we've seen happen in our sport. Um, so I guess I understand what you mean by having to adapt. But what I did want to ask you just quickly, you've got a big group of owners, and you've had a big group of owners in a number of horses, and I'm talking of Jam and uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jeff and Pam. Um, Usher with uh, their horses. They started out a horse called Kate Ritchie. Yep. Right, then they had Sally. Sally yeah, then, but then they had Sally Fletcher, <laughs> Alf Stewart. They've got yeah. uh, you've got Electra with them, just to name some. How good is it when you go to the races? And 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 for those that don't know, uh, 
Paula, this group of owners, there's at times 16, 18 of them in these horses. They go to the, they even go turn up at the trials. I've seen them, about eight of them turn up at the Penrith trials when I was calling the Penrith trials. They, they, how does it feel when you're there and you look across, you're warming up your horse and you can see this big group of owners? That must be a bit of a lift, even if it is a, a Thursday night at Penrith or a group one at Menangle. It must be good for you. Yeah, for sure it does. It, you know, you could just see the enjoyment they get out of mm. it. And I think that then hits home to you that, you know, this is it's, – it's, it's a sport, you know, not mm. just a job and, you know, and it's uh, like – it definitely makes when you can do well for them. I think it gives you a bit of extra motivation too to, okay. to do well cool. for them. And um, yeah, and like Jeff, he comes to the stables every Sunday and does some boxes. Okay, so you know they just love being involved. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, question without notice. Just going back to how how we've evolved. All right, so you know we we, we wax lyrical about a, a one forty nine or a one forty eight here. We've seen a one forty six that. Grabbed a lot of headlines in the states last year. Mm-hmm. Where can it go, Gav? Yeah, how fast can a horse space, eventually go? Do you think? Yeah, well, I think what's uh, Field Master? He went what forty forty six nine nine. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I think I think we'll see that again. I think. Do you think there'll be a will. day where we're we're looking at these one forties, like low one one forties? Uh, can we take, or is it just? Do you just think I'm it's impossible sure. that they a, go any quicker? That a well, horse, I, I don't know. Bulldog Hannah, he went 45 something. 45, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, geez, I don't know if he can go much quicker. When, when you yeah. started <laughs> driving, you just said you've been driving 20s. Remember, even maybe, and, and Jess, you'll be familiar, even 10 years ago, if you were running 2 1 at Penrith mm. on a Thursday mm-hmm. night, you were at a pretty serious little yeah. racehorse. They're running 55s, 56s, 57s for fun there now. I just, uh, which I just which really amplifies the, 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 the change to track, yeah. uh, track management, track maintenance. I mean, we've just seen time just consistently taken off. You know, if we, we think back to, we obviously look back considerably on Steve Turnbull's career when he got the 4,000 winners last year. I mean, the horses got a lot faster in, in that 4,000 period. I just wonder where it could go. I mean, I'd go back to cricket. I remember reading Michael Bevan's book going back 10 years ago, whatever, and he, and he had a, a section in there where he was talking about oh, Andy Flower, the great Zimbabwe, and said, incredible, he can, he can re- hit left and right-handed, reverse sweep. In 20 years' time, we're going to look back and go, how backward were they in 2000? They could only hit one yeah. way. We look at cricketers now. They can yeah. do... If you can't hit right and left-handed, well, you're not getting a game in the big bash at the no, moment. It. I just wonder where where harness racing is going to go and how. Yeah, well, know, we we consistently get faster. Have we peaked? I don't know. It's yeah, a it's a million dollar question. Hard obviously. to say. Yeah. Like if you said fifteen years ago that they will run forty six nine, you would laugh really yeah it? so who knows yeah yeah well. when the when the menangle track the new track mm. here reopened i think it, it was quick going 156 wasn't it it was and it now was. that's just a stock standard tuesday race isn't we, it we just talked about rowan home running second to smoke and up i was calling that night uh, i'm pretty sure it was in april um and th- there was a great deal of anticipation paul about who would break the 150 here for the first time? And a lot of people expected it would be Smoke and Up and Lance Justice. And, and that's exactly, it was just the perfect storm. It was, um, no pun intended, when we talk about storms with Gavin and, and Zeus Bromack. Um, but, but in terms of the, the weather, it was perfect. It was a still night and it just happened. And he, and he went, uh, uh, what did he go? I think it was 149.8 or something like that. And uh, it just goes to show you, and that was about three years after the track had, been open. Everyone said it'll happen one day and horses got tantalisingly close to breaking 150 but it was always touted that smoking up would be the one to do it but it still took three years of this track being in existence before yeah. a horse could actually do it and here we are fast forward 11, 12 years on and as Gav alluded wouldn't be they're, running, they're running yeah. 152s in trials on a Wednesday. Yep. You know, Wouldn't be competitive yeah. No. Before, before we finish it up Gav, um, Freddie talks a lot about that, that first night of the Miracle Mile uh, they, they got washed out last year, and Zeus Bromack winning. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, well, I remember it's conditions. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, oh, atrocious. You know, I yeah. think probably the worst I've driven in. I did. I remember a day at Bulleye, very similar. But um, yeah, just before we scored up, the wind started to pick up. It just started to rain a little bit. It was just eerie, but it was just a real eerie was, feel. Yeah. And then when we scored up, it just poured. But um, the only thing was there was no mud on us. It was just all water. But, um, 
Yeah, it was pretty tough conditions. Yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, Freddie had to battle through <laughs> trying to call it. Um, yeah, it was it was tough enough sitting up in the in the in the the restaurant. Not been anywhere near rain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, that was the thing. The rain there. was that heavy, Gav. It was washing, like you said, the kickback. It was just being yeah. washed yeah, right off. Yeah, it's just water. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. the veracity of the rain, I yeah. couldn't see them because I was looking down, down, and it just you just couldn't see the horses until they got you know, pretty close. It was incredible. So did you finish that race and go, this is over? <laughs> There's no uh, way we can keep going? Or did you think? I, I had no idea of the radar or that, so... No, I didn't. I thought if it, if it would stop, the track would be fine because it's heavy rains. Yeah. Really good, but it just there was too much of it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Just didn't stop. And, well, yeah. touch wood. Let's hope we don't see that again <laughs> this year. Hey, right. Well, I don't. I think we'll be right. There's a bit of dark cloud around, but I think we'll be right. We won't get that this afternoon, Freddie. No, I, I think we're going to get that. The, the bureau have forecast some showers later on yep. in the afternoon, but uh, I don't think we've got any any concerns about uh, the rain. I think it's a good little card, an even card this afternoon. Again, as often the case, some of those back end races are pretty open and uh, and tough, but uh, should be a good day's racing. Excited about racing today, Gav. Oh, well, I haven't got anything. Oh, you haven't got anything in no. today. <laughs> I thought you had something in. I was no, like, no, no, so. Sorry, listeners. No. <laughs> You're not steering them into a winner. I'm too worried about Too worried about who's going to be in my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, not right. Gavin today. <laughs> no. So not Gav today. Um, BJ Lindenny does go around in the second, though, today, Jess. Yes, it does. Good yes. trot. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah, really nice trot race coming up. In the third. In the third, third yeah, yep. third race. Yep. yep. So Robbie, Robbie talked about BJ Lindenny on the fantasy podcast yesterday and, and uh, was buoyant about the hopes, disappointed in last week, um, but buoyant about the hopes today. So want to keep an eye Lucky out. Lucky Lodger, very well represented today. Um, so not only is that good for Team Turl with Kerry and training, but certainly Josh and uh, Robbie have got plenty of drives at the meeting if you're doing your fantasy team. Yep, yep. Um, he talked yesterday about Port-au-Prince being back this week too. Yeah, I think he Your nemesis, Freddie. Yes, yes, I think. Well, our boy's back in work. Heaven on high's back in work. But, uh, yeah, Porter Prince, he uh, he got a bit up on us uh, during the the Carousel series, but that's all right. Yep. We'll uh, we'll match up again, I'm sure, soon. Well, we've got tomorrow tonight. We've got Parks Wednesday, uh, Tamworth and Penrith on Thursday. We've got Aubrey and Newcastle will will sort of run concurrently Friday night. So that should be exciting with both of them being part of the fantasy harness racing game as well. So points will continually uh, roll in. Obviously, the double points at Albury. Broken Hill on Saturday. We've got Blaney and Canberra on Sunday as well. So, And then we've got a nine-race program here Saturday night, Jess. Yeah, an action night, an action-packed night, that's for sure. The Pale Face Adios Stakes will see the final four qualifiers for the Chariots, the Bay Johnny Trotters, and also a really nice free-for-all event. But off the track, the night markets are back as well, so I'm sure nice. there'll be a great crowd on course. That'll be fantastic. Uh, should I ask the question, Gav, are you going to race on Saturday <laughs> night? Or? Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. Just got the one. Uh, See, I was talking J-O-K. about Saturday night before, not Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll so, uh, so what do you got in? J-O-K in okay. the free-for-all, yeah. And thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I think you'll go... I think he will improve a lot off last week's run, but he's it's a good field. Uh, Bondi lockdowns in it. Yep. He was yeah. very impressive first up. So, but no, I I give him a, a hope if we can get a bit of luck. Yeah, yep. um, good racing Saturday night, Freddie. It is, yeah. Just on that fast class race, you got the Black Prince drawing two. Will possibly come out of one with the scratching if the emergency doesn't get a start. Uh, Bundura and Stingray Tara, where you've been bopping goes around, but has the outside alley. And as Gav mentioned, uh, Bondi lockdown. It's a good race. Uh, as uh, we've also got the Sibelia Stakes, the Sibelia Stakes uh, is a qualifier for the for the mayor's race. Uh, an absolute beauty as well. Should be good. All right, uh, Jess, I know that you're not happy with yourself. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because you were, the, you were the, the, the people's champion last year with, with horses that you were flagging as ones to watch. You, were, you had a great strike rate, but you're not happy with how you've gone so far this year. No, I don't think the spell's done me any it's, good. It's redemption on the cards. <laughs> it's taken me a while to warm up, but, yeah, not a good night at Newcastle last Friday, but I'm hoping... Um, I can redeem myself this week. So where are we headed? We're headed back down to hashtag Riverina form. Yes. From Albury last Friday night. Better than a poke into eye for James McPherson. It had barrier 10 last week, settled towards the rear of the field and really rocketed home to just be beat. So I think it'll go around in the 55 final. So I think it should be a good chance there. I'm going hashtag Menangle form. I was really (laughs) impressed with the performance. 
of uh, Tim's a trooper. Now, obviously, Tim's a trooper is now in the chariots, and I and can I see Tim's a trooper beating uh, Captain Ravishing and uh, some of the others? Maybe not, but from a future viewpoint. Tim's a trooper. His run was very eye-catching on Saturday and will be worth following even at uh, each way odds because he tends to run around in these big races at big odds. So maybe something each way, Tim's a trooper in the chariots. Right you got anything for us? In, in uh, yeah, I've got uh, the, our trotter, Royal Glen Ferry. He's going really well in the free-for-all class. Um, but when he can drop back to uh, the midweek class soon, I think he'll be one to watch. Yeah. And it, it, Got something in mind? Like how, how far away are we? Well, looking? actually, I think next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, I was talking about next Tuesday. Close to his chest. Wow. There. He's a very good horse, that Royal Glen Ferry. Yeah. Just made a few mistakes, a few Saturdays, a few of the Saturday meetings. But when he when he puts it together, he's been a real good uh, trotter for the stable. Yeah. yeah. Well, he actually started off as a pacer. Oh, okay. He had about three or four starts as a pacer, and then we changed him to a trotter, and he hasn't looked back. Did like drop the hammer. Yeah, just yeah. not as good. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Righto. Well, busy show, guys. Gaff, thanks for coming in and joining us on the desk. Uh, we love being able to get different people come in and sit in that chair and, and share their story but participate in the conversation around harness racing. It's been one of the great things about this show is being able to have different people and give hear from different people. You know, we're, we're, a, we're a very articulate uh, industry, I think, and, and we've got to give opportunities to people to be able to let their personality shine. So, uh, mate, it's great to have you have you on board, and it, you know, fascinating to hear some of your some of your stories about your background and, and where you think the industry might be going. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah, it's been good fun. Yeah. All right, uh, Freddie, good to see you back in the chair, mate. Yeah, I'll be back um, in between unpacking boxes oh, and goodness me, <laughs> moving house, painting yeah, walls. Yeah, 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 happy days. But um, but next time we get Gav on, we'll get him on another time. I'm sure we have to have a chat about indoor cricket. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. Okay. So, Recently retired. Oh, you've, I, ret- <laughs> I had one comeback season with uh, the boys, uh, and let me tell you, I uh, suddenly realised that I was in my 50s and needed <laughs> to give it away. Uh, they were a bit too quick for me, Paul. All right. Well, it's been a good show. Um, to everyone out there tuning in, thanks for your time uh, on the Sprint Lane this morning. Uh, if you're catching up with us on the podcast, no matter where you find your podcast, you, you'll get us. Just search for the Sprint Lane. Um, we love being able to talk about harness racing week on week, Jess. It's... Uh, one of the highlights of our week, isn't it? It's been able Love to sit it. here and, and talk about our, our great sport and, and shine a light on the great achievements that are happening on and off the track across the industry. If you like the podcast, please uh, feel free to give us a positive review, a like, share, tell everyone uh, that we exist. And most of all, if you can't get to a track, there's plenty of opportunities around the state to get to a track. Um, have a look at Sky Racing because uh, our product is amazing. So, Jess, have a great week. Thank you. Same to you. Looking forward to the racing this afternoon. Freddie, good calling this afternoon. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, and Gav, go well. Uh, not today. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we've established. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon on track. We'll go well. Congratulations again on the Newcastle Cup. Uh, Zeus Bramat, great performance. Uh, to everyone out there listening, thanks for your time. We'll catch you next week on the Sprint Lane. 